What's good, Internet? And welcome to session 134 of Super GG Radio. We are an NPR of Illinois affiliate. We're friends, chat about video games and all things adjacent. I'm your secret boss battle host, Eric Getty Gettinger. That's right, we banished Alex until he can find the correct keys and items to unlock this boss fight. Let me welcome famed horror novelist to the stage, Joel DeWitt. Now, work with me on this, Getty, but how do you feel about a story where kids get trapped in a pinball game and have to find their way out? That's totally an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark from the 90s. Is Are You Afraid of the Dark a Souls game? Yep. There are bonfires. There are bonfires. Oh my god. (laughs) It's the original Souls game? Also with us is Metroid Dread champion, Alec Parks. How goes it, Alec? Well, Metroid comes out tomorrow, uh, for those of us on the Twitch stream. Or if you're listening to us on the podcast, I'm already playing it at the final boss. But man, this joke really only works when we're actually streaming. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha ha! Oh, we're not streaming! Oh, it figures that my episode would not be streamed for the public. I know that it's probably too powerful, too forbidden for normal eyes to view. Twitch well, doesn't deserve our streams. Uh, I know, Not, that's why. They, I, they've been a bad boy this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. haven't they? So naughty. Uh, but anyway, this week we unleash some horror in early adopters. No one really knows or cares about what happens in the news anymore, so probably some free games. Uh, and then Roblox in the backlog bog? Joel, I don't, I don't know about that. Man, I'm, I'm here I'm here to educate. <laughs> All right. I think that I come from a place that finds education very important, so I guess I guess we'll do that. But I come first, from a land down under. Under where? Ah. Under there. <laughs> All right. But first, let's hop over to Early Adapters, where we play Alphas, Betas, and it's October now. So, pumpkin-spiced and spooky demos only. All right? You like that? No? <laughs> Good. So, the, so what's the worst pumpkin spice thing you've seen so far this year? Oh. I don't, I, did they make pumpkin spice stamps? I feel like if you go to the post office, there's probably like a good chance that like the adhesive on the back tastes like pumpkin these days. <laughs> I mean, it'd get people to buy stamps, so I'm for it. Let's save the post office with pumpkin spice stamps. The, right. the, strange, the strangest thing I've seen is pumpkin spice beer, but I don't know if that'd be bad. I think that might be an interesting flavor to try once. That's like a huge market. I can guarantee that I probably have some old pumpkin spice beer from the last 10 years. Dude, my, my fridge is the only alcohol in my fridge right now is a six-pack of Guinness and some White Claws from a year ago. <laughs> I've got... You should mix them. Ooh. That, that's, that sounds... You know, they do <laughs> made black and tans. What do we call that? <laughs> oh, it's called disgusting. <laughs> I, but, I've got a bunch of pumpkin cider and pumpkin seltzer in my fridge, so there's that. Mix those together, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of horrible decisions... Not necessarily the gameplay, but we played this week Last Days of Lazarus. Uh, who played this? I I played this. 
I did. I did. Joel played I, I did, this? I didn't finish it, but I did play it. I will not uh, make you start talking about it. I will take the bullet. I will hop on the grenade here, just even if it's just for a minute. You are a generous god. Uh, for now. Don't <laughs> worry. Later, it's going to get a lot worse. So Last Days of Lazarus is a first-person adventure horror game where... Uh, you're introduced to the main character through um, his voice, uh, his mother has passed away, and his sister's begging him to come home. And uh, it opens up the gameplay as you are walking into your house, or your, your apartment that your uh, mother and sibling lived in, and you are looking around trying to figure out where she is. Uh, you have missed the funeral, and it's kind of like a coming home but a horrifying coming home. Joel, would you like to tell us about some of the terrible things that you witnessed? Sure. So uh, it's, it's important, or it's worth noting that the mother dies by suicide. So, so she hung herself in a closet. Uh, when you walked into this apartment, it is just filled with religious iconography. And I think it's mostly Christian. I'm not sure what denomination specifically. Also, it's kind of Catholic-ish. Mm-hmm. But they have little, a little uh, shrine in the room where she killed herself with, like, I'm not sure if it was Mary or someone else, but a profile of her with some candles and things around it. And then you walked into this other room where it is a Christmas tree, almost looks like a half uh, kitchen, half how, uh, study kind of area, and it's it's all just really like. That room was really disarming, weirdly enough. I think the Christmas tree actually helped with that a bit. Uh, it sort of softened the edges there. But then as you're poking around, it, it does ratchet up the... I wouldn't... Creepy is the wrong word. Like, it's it's grotesque in some spots and just straight harrowing in others. Because uh, there's some sort of, like, flesh monster <laughs> you run mm-hmm. across in one of the rooms. And, and you, you just see it. And then it flashes and it jumps somewhere else. You see, like, veins creeping out from the walls as you walk through certain parts. And there there are a few times where there's sort of, like, the jump stare of a woman. To be honest, I presume it's the mom. But we'll see, I guess. Uh, but all, all in all, like, that first area, one, it was really suffocating. Because, like, mm. there, there's ve- it's a very limited space. It's, like, a couple hallways five or six rooms. Uh, I don't know what kind of apartment has that layout. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it's a weird uh, tangled web of rooms in that way. But uh, And there's some great things happening with the lighting. Like the lighting is one of the things I was impressed with because a lot of the areas are, are, they're not like dark, dark, like a certain game we're playing right now. <laughs> but it, it is uh, just dark enough where the, candles in the hallway or in that room are dim to a point where it's like a little unsettling the christmas tree lights even though it's kind of like a quaint nice thing it is like the one focal point of light in that room and it uh, it is very atmospheric in a good way that's what i was going to jump in and say atmosphere is definitely the the word that i would use to describe this game uh, as well as the setting. So you mentioned the Christmas tree. They're trying to set you up so that you get the feeling that you're coming home around the holidays. And it, it seems a lot 
of the story is based around religion. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you take the time to like look through the notes, try and understand a little bit more, if you turn on the radio, I don't know if you got the opportunity to do that. I did turn on the radio. (laughs) Yeah. So you hear this guy preaching about the end of the world, the end of days. uh, And that's where the the story is drawing some inspiration from, because uh, when you are exploring in the apartment, you open this door and there's this horror, this monster, like little, uh, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but he's terrible to look at. And Mm -hmm. you like immediately like try and back out and close the door. And then it's like, oh, I got to call the cops. So you call yeah. up the police and they're immediately like, sir, there's there's plenty of other crazy stuff that's happening right now. Uh, we're not going to come and help you. So you already get the feeling that your character's alone in this. So I like, I like the gameplay. Uh, what I had some difficulty with is the way that the demo is laid out. So the first scene it takes place in the apartment and you kind of explore a little and you decide that you're you're going to go. And after you leave the apartment, you find yourself driving down the road and there's a a bus that has crashed and you get out and you just start walking and there's like a war zone in front of you. Uh, There's soldiers all over the place, guns. Uh, They're trying to blow something up. A ship, I believe it was. They say it was a ship, but like the... So, Alec, what happens is that uh, you finally get a hold of your sister on the phone she says she's on her way home, but all this shit happens, and so you walk out and leave, and then you see a bus crash like Daddy says, but the character's dialogue is just like, that looks just like the bus that she would be on. And so he's like oh. walking up, panicking about but then, it. But then you can't go backwards to the bus. It's behind you, so and you, all you can do is huh. go forward into this war zone. Right. Right. So, and, and it's it, it's abrupt, you know? It, mm-hmm. it just... I, I think that's... Uh, and, and, like, you can do abrupt in a way where it is natural to the story or makes sense in context of things. But it feels like a total sea shift of environment and tone that just, it it, it was jarring, you know. Yeah, definitely uh, and, got pulled out of it. And the thing is, like, that first area is great. Like, like it's, it's the suffocating feel that helps it a lot. And I think... To me, like, you need a little more time in those sequences to play in it before you make that kind of rough transition work. Like, give us an hour of gameplay in that one spot and then have you abruptly go out to the, the war zone. And I, I didn't expect a war zone at all because it's, Alec, it's like people laying on the ground dying. There's, like, one soldier who's alive who just starts babbling off about, like, everything that's happening and a tank that you have to go figure out how to get running again so they can shoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Is it, it like it's, modern war, or is this like a flashback? Is it like it, Vietnam? I, or? I, I thought it was a flashback, but I, it, it's, it's nondescript enough to where it's hard to tell. Your character alludes a bunch about how he just got back from work, and I'm doing the air quotes when I say work. It definitely sounds like he's a he knows his way around some weapons. You don't get mm. to use any during the gameplay. So mm. what I want to backtrack to a little bit, because in the third uh, sequence, you get back to the apartment. Uh, the room. Silent Hill, the room. Mm-hmm. So one of the great things about that game is the being stuck there 
and watching what the scenery does and the things that are evolving around you. When you're in the apartment during Last Days of Lazarus, the doors are stuck, and the character is horrified by this because he's like, why can't I get through the doors? Why is everything in this apartment locked? Like, <laughs> that to me would be terrifying. That's that's what I liked about yes. the game. Yeah, and it, it, it adds to that suffocation. Like, the walls are closing in on you kind of thing, and you're trying to scratch at everything. Because that one thing I found myself doing in that segment was just like pawing everything I could find just to see if it'd do anything. There's even one point where I think you like look out the peephole of the front door, open the door, see nothing, and then close the door back. And I kept on going back to that when things got hairy, thinking like, okay, yeah, this is maybe the time. I can leave. <laughs> this is the time I can get the hell out of here. But no, you're you're trapped there. You're trapped there. Yep. So all in all, this is a game that I believe it was part of the like Steam Next Fest. That's that's why it popped up on our radar. Yeah. Yep. Uh, maybe something to look into. I definitely would like to see more story development so that the transitions are at least a little bit more sense made out of that middle scene. Because I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. But we'll have to see what becomes of the last days of Lazarus. Is this going to have to be our spooky game for Extra Life 2022? Nah, we already got that figured out. Okay. I just need some uh, people to sign off on the schedule because the Trello nope. board Not Not, not 2021, 2022. Maybe. Hmm. hmm. Hadn't thought about it. I, I only live one week at a time, Alec. Uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, that's better than uh, living a quarter mile at a time, as you know. Alex does love his Fast and Furious, and you know what else Alex really loves and wanted us to talk about this week? Inscription. Smooth. Yep. Nice. I I tried a little <laughs> bit. I had to work for it, but I felt like it. It was okay. Uh, so Inscription, all three of us played it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's powerful. Um. I'm going to pass it over to Alec after I say uh, that I'm very excited to hear what you guys have to say about this game. So Inscription is a kind of a mix between an interactive storytelling thing and a uh, deck builder. Mm -hmm. You pop in this video and let's see what's on here. And you have no choice to start a new game, just continue. <laughs> Yep. I did go the routes of Doki Doki Literature Tr Club, and the first thing I tried to do was exit the game and see what would happen. Nothing it, happened. It exited the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it sits you down in front of this figure. All you can see are the eyes, and you have a board with where you can place your creatures, certain creatures you can place for free to later be sacrificed. Squirrels. Squirrels. Yeah, it, it's a four by four tile, right? I think it was three by three. Three by three? Okay, well, it's... it was four. Was it? Okay. okay. It was four by four, and then the, the shadowy figure, he had an additional row that he could play on. So that you could see what he was going to play. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. what it was. Yeah, the, the the gameplay, I really enjoyed. Like, I, I really enjoy this card game. Uh, 
the whole idea being you alluded to it, Alex, like the main way you build things up is by placing character cards down and then sacrificing them in order to play more powerful cards, more powerful monsters. And, and there's there's no, at least as far as I could tell, like spells. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is all just monster building sacrificing. Maybe it's because I'm a green deck player. Like that that's just <laughs> kind of my that's my uh go to move huh? wheelhouse. See I'm I'm used to uh the blood blood sacrifice, but uh the the conceit's really neat. And, and there are even a few cards you play, like they have talking. Like they've got a personality to the them. stout. Yeah the yes. stout. Yes. So he he is this one card and he's the only one that talks to you and he's sort of the like one ally you have saying like hey you know there's something wrong here right like you you gotta figure out how to get out of this Uh and then anytime that he would get sacrificed or something else he would chirp up and give you a lot of flack for for doing that i understand why you did it i probably would have done the same thing maybe (laughs) so much personality in that card and it Mm. really adds to the overall story so the main idea is that you have to play this game, this card game, with the shadowy individual to completion, and he will do everything in his power to stop you from winning. Did you use the pliers? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to explain the the <laughs> battle damage mechanic, Alec? Yeah. Because that so is something else. The battle damage. You don't have a life total. It is a set of scales, and every time you do damage to your opponent or a dealt damage, uh, something gets put in the scale. One something for every point <laughs> of damage. So it just kind of goes back and forth until you've made the scale touch the table. And at, yeah. at one point, you come across a pack in the woods as it's storytelling. And you get two squirrel cards in a bottle and a pair of pliers to manipulate the scales. <laughs> and I was I was losing one of the games pretty badly. And I was like, okay, maybe this is like some cheat and I can take a rung out of his and drop it down i don't know so i click on the pliers and you put the pliers to your mouth you see the screen darken a little bit and go red as you rip out a molar from your mouth to drop on Mm -hmm. the other scale this this is a real teeth podcast guys this uh... this game (laughs) is doing things so uh, yeah there's there's a map of Areas that you need to explore, if uh, you played anything similar to uh, uh, Slay the Spire. Or Rogue Lords the most, that we did earlier. N- nowhere profits like that, too. Yeah, yeah. most popular examples. Uh, you can select your own path as you progress. It, it's a demo, so in this one there were only a couple of branches, and it didn't seem to make a huge difference. But stuff that you can run across, uh, regular battles, you can run across packs in the woods which contain items... Uh, one of the things that I ran to was a bunch of guys sitting around a campfire. Yeah. Which was a little weird. And then they were like, oh, hey, do you want to bring one of your animals to the fire? To warm like, oh, it up? Maybe I do. What are you guys going to do with it? I was really concerned that they were going to eat it, uh, but they they did not. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys had the same experience. 
No, uh, I, I didn't. What animal did you give it? Um, one of the f- wolves? Okay. Yeah, a wolf. I gave it a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I So, w- one of the interesting things in addition to this is that there are areas where you can sort of sacrifice one of your cards to boost another one because all these cards have some sort of attributes along with them or at least some do like some will have a flying thing which will act like well uh match at the gathering where you know you have to have a flying creature to block it or like poison damage or other attributes so you have a situation where it's like uh two stone slabs and on the bottom one the first one you choose what character is going to get sacrificed And then the top one is where you choose the one that'll be imbued that power. And, uh, of course, I uh, let Chatty Kathy be the one to receive the power because he's just like, you know, I can do this. I'm ready for this. Pick me. (laughs) Pick me. He's he's waiting for it. Yeah. Um, But so I, I, I think the card battling is very. uh, It's simplistic. Right. Yeah. I think that the game does that successfully because it doesn't require you to have to memorize a whole bunch of rules or try and figure stuff out on the fly, especially in this demo. I'm sure as you progress, it'll get more difficult, but for what was available, it was it was good. Yeah, it's, so it, it's it's basic. It's the fringe around it that sort of adds complexity to it. I need to know <laughs> what you guys thought of the prospector because yes <laughs> okay so the stranger at some point he he's like oh it's time for the boss battle and it, he pulls out a mask and it's an old-timey prospector face with a creepy like muddied up beard uh hat and a pickaxe and now it's time to throw down against the prospector all right guys lay it on me i nightmare fuel the yeah first thing that popped into my head and i wish alex was here uh, old man Jack. Ah, uh, yes. From our D and D campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just waiting for some cackles and witticisms about whippersnappers. Uh, but no. Uh, then all I got, all I got was nightmare fuel. Yeah, he had <laughs> Prospector from uh, Toy Story too. That, that's <laughs> that's a reference point I had. Uh, but but the boss battle itself was even like pretty interesting because. You know, things would be changing on the fly. They they had like a mule character that would sort of shuffle things around, and uh, there was one point where, as the prospector, he turned pretty much all my people on the ground into gold. Yeah, <laughs> just gold. I believe <laughs> so he like, says, "There's gold in them, there monsters yes. or animals," and then he like takes the pickaxe and physically slams it into the table. <laughs> yeah, I I did not win. Uh, that battle, and I don't really? want to lose track. No, I I was. Oh. You know me. Come, come on here. So come it's, on here. Uh, it's a two phase boss battle, and yeah, that that's what happened. Shoat <laughs> gives the it away. Phase happened. The shoat gives it away. Yep, he, he tells, tells you like, he's like, you gotta take out that mule, and then you yep. just get a hand full of cards, and you're like, oh snap, I'm playing all these. What am I gonna do with all these cards? No, the the fall was busy telling me I made a bad move when I put him down. <laughs> <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was like bad move, and then he got killed right after. He didn't pull any punches, uh, huh? No, he he's got plenty of sass and and tude. Uh, 
when you die, like, because the whole idea is that you have two candles with uh, flickering, and each time you lose a round, you lose one, and then you, you die. And what happens is you're on the floor, and the stranger comes out weirdly from, like, a closet door where you can only see his eyes, and he's got a camera, and he says he's turning you into a card. And oh. when he does that, he asks you to choose which uh, cost to summon, and they give you a few cards to choose from, and then what attack and defense and two cards to choose from to steal. And then uh, he then does one for, like, the attributes. And then he takes a picture, and it shows you. Like, you type in your name as the card. Huh. Uh, and, and with all those attributes. I don't know if it has any, like, effect from the way you played the game other than just, like, a weird kind of hook in the gameplay to make you feel disturbed. Well, but, I'm glad uh, somebody lost because <laughs> I did not get the same experience then. After after we won, because uh, I'm sure that Alec also defeated the Prospector. I did. It, it just takes you into a video of things to expect from the game moving forward mm. and it shows you in this like quick video that there's going to be other things that you can interact with inside of the cabin that you're locked in with this terrible stranger yeah i mean they went through part pieces of that too like there's stuff on the walls there's a safe you had to open at some point wait uh, i'm you sh- had to open the safe and it was in the video oh <laughs> I I died, but I did get that. Like you, you did a clue in the game manual that there's a passcode in there, and that you should go to the safe. And then you open it up, and it's a second chatty card <laughs> <laughs> that is not friends with the full. They made it clear that uh, the full has some problems with how he's behaved in the past. Oh, interesting. Yeah, hmm. I I think. All the story stuff, I think, is going to play out in that stuff and how it triggers or affects the the stranger, I think. But I, I'm intrigued. This is one I wish listed. It, uh, I'm eager to see what they do with it. Oh, yeah. I hope that all of us are going to wish list this and then get to come back to it once it gets uh, fully released. You know, guys, sometimes you need to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, so I think we should fold into the break. Hey news. My heart is sora-ing this week. That's right, guys. Joel is uh, flying high because Sora was rel- or is going to be the final Super Smash Brothers character. Sora for ki- from Kingdom Hearts, that is. <laughs> Both of you at the same time. Like, the deep, like... <gasps> uh, okay, let's hear it. I- I'm happy for the people on the internet who've been begging for this for a long time uh one of the details that uh sakurai the guy who works on it or the main lead who does uh, he mentioned that sora was the most requested character since they have started taking polls and back in the wii u days for that smash brothers for like the dlc they asked people to fill out a poll 
saying like who do they want most now did that end up with Goku at the top yes Goku is the top requested character for Smash as Brothers. he uh, should be who doesn't want to kamehameha every okay. person in if Smash. you want to play as goku then i'm gonna kindly ask you to go play as one of the 14 gokus that is in fighters z <laughs> oh, fighters fighters that, that that is less of an exaggeration than one might think uh but like here's the thing here it is come on lay it on me <laughs> what's up sora as a character himself is acceptable but like to me the disney characters donald goofy mickey they are just as important to representing kingdom hearts as sora is and as of what they've shown right now they're not on there like they're not in any of his moves they're not uh in like a taunt or anything the only thing I can think of, if they're hiding a, a rabbit up in their hat, would be that maybe their final smash part of the animation will be like them. Mm. But like Could, Disney, Disney being willing to do that. Yeah. I do not I think that they will be showcased in any of his moves or even in his final smash. I'm sure that the battle that they had to go through to get Sora into the game was more <laughs> than they they probably thought it was going to be and then if they want to add additional disney ip holy cow <laughs> they're going to have to like give them the royalties from when smash was originally released because i'm sure that they yeah but that that also begs the question like what's the what's the level going to be like my own my first thought was like the island like maybe it's the island at destiny the island yeah yeah just something that's kind of nondescript, but that's known by people who like Kingdom Hearts. Uh, oh, it's the alternative. So if we look at the worlds that aren't showcased in Disney, we also have Traverse Town. That's not yes, that's explicitly a, Disney. That's a good point. And uh, one, of the lev- one of the later levels in one that was kind of like a castle. It's where you find Maleficent in the first game. You mean, but, uh, was it Bastion Hollow? Or Hollow Bastion. It's been Hollow so Bastion. long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You've got a more extensive Kingdom Hearts knowledge I don't than know. I do at this time. I think that, that that might be Beast's Castle. Uh, but... Hmm. Okay. Well, you just it's, need Halloween Town. Uh, it can't. There's no that's, way. That's that's in the first game. <laughs> I know it is, but and it's also in like the second and second third. Second and third. <laughs> yeah. Very popular. People... People love Halloween. I don't get it. I mean, just uh, color Nightmare me Before orange. Christmas is clearly a Christmas movie. It's a nightmare to deal with. Speaking of nightmares to deal with, Joel, Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, 3, uh, all coming to Switch as cloud games. Didn't they say I, the my... DS one was coming too? Uh, so the... they're releasing the package, like the was it 1.5 2.8 whatever yeah right so that includes everything yeah all, all the side games actually the one i stopped on chain of memories was a game boy advance game yes it was originally that they remade for the playstation 2 so like they they have put work in this stuff yeah you know so I, i'm as much as i don't know how much i'm gonna ever play with it i am impressed with how much they've packed into those collections i'm really just how are they gonna do the ds ones 
I don't get it. I you don't I so for the DS ones most of the additional stuff that you could do was like managing your pets. Oh. So I don't think that you necessarily need to have it. Okay. Have a touch screen. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that you really need to. I would be more interested if anything and uh, I know that I probably could would be to go back and play the PSP game. Because that one ended up having a lot to do with the story later on. Like, a lot, a lot. So, you definitely need to play that one. (laughs) That's always been the most intimidating thing to me. I can beat my head against the wall to make it through these games eventually. But, uh, so far, there's so many empty spaces in the, the narrative where I'm at. Where it's like, it's waiting to be filled. And you know it is waiting to be filled. Uh, whether it's... I love Kingdom Hearts, but whether all of the story makes sense and is cohesive, that's up for a completely different interpretation. And uh, I will tell you that the PSP one, you have to play through it a minimum of three times because you play as each of the characters. Sweet. It is different stories, but to get all of the stories that weave together, Mm -hmm. you have to do all three. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's tough stuff. Uh... Somebody put a Twitter link into the news. <laughs> it's, it's just the Twitch stuff. <laughs> oh. The, the, the Twitch data breach. Okay. You guys know a lot more about that. So, please. Oh, let's see. They leaked uh, all of Twitch's source code, apparently, which is crazy. I, I hope that this means we're going to see some competition in the streaming space. Um. I, uh, I think Microsoft had one for a while. Mm-hmm. I think it was called like Mitzer or something like that. Yeah. But they, they folded in the last couple of years, I think. Yeah, they stole Ninja, remember? He was over there for yes. like six months or something <laughs> like that. Maybe a year. Dude, that dude made out like a bandit. I don't blame oh, yeah. him on that at all. Uh, and then to top it off, people, it has all of the payout data mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. from Twitch alone. No merchandise, no anything else they are you looking at it right now can you tell me how much those hot tub streamers make because that's the only thing i would be interested in knowing if i knew any of them by name like the big one was i mean how much the thing that upsets me frustrates me is how much are they uh how many of these things are being done simply because these people are already famous like namely critical role like good for them they've got people out there and they made what three million ten million or something like that yeah so who's critical role but again they're putting out like a they're putting out like a product yes they they, they are if you watch it like they make sure that they're paying fan service they're going through all the motions they are offering something much superior in my opinion than watching somebody sit in a hot tub and i right. don't know what they no, do so in the hot tub man my <laughs> weird my big problem I, with something i think i like know that. exactly what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> making, making people money. soup yes um my big problem with something like that is there's no way your average joe could even remotely come close to that because part of the reason people are watching them is because you've already got famous people there They definitely have the advantage where they've got that built-in reputation they can grow off of. Just think about how many 
uh, celebrity podcasts have popped up anymore. Right. Like, you have, you have ones where people from The Office are yeah. talking about episodes of The Office. Exactly. Scrubs right now. Uh, it is it is just something that they've started to glom on as it became more mainstream. Uh you know, but it's kind of the same way that this works, right? I mean, you've got the people who jump in with a head start, and then people who don't have that have to work over time and build like a reputation and a brand and uh, sort of find their people. Um, answering the question about the hot tub streamers, funny you mentioned that because I did see an article today All saying right. that out of the top earners, only 3% of them are girl gamer like hot tub kind of things okay but i understand girl gamers that is something entirely different the hot tub streamers so you're saying that based on what you read they were it's it's specifically that subgenre. yeah okay because there are there are women there are girls out there that will kick our ass at video games any day of the week and that is mostly why i will stay away from games that Alex loves to play online because mm-hmm. I know that I'm not good at them. So I will let somebody else play them much better than I will. <laughs> and it's worth distinction between women who play games and hot tub girls. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because like that's, and, and I have no problem with them doing that as a livelihood. It's just that like they are there specifically for one reason. Or at least the people who follow them, I think, are specifically there yep. for one reason. But if you are good at something, go do it. Go yeah. be good yes. at it and make he, money he, from it. That's the end of the story. that doing something Absolutely. is just being in a hot tub. I, no, if you're see, good at it and people will pay for it, do it. You, right. Using the word just, I, I you know, it's, it's kind of like you go to like the Kardashians and the reality TV people. Like... It's work. You know, I mean, it's a different kind of work. They might be more lucrative with it, but it's work. Alex is going to kill me for how this conversation weaved and, and turned here. <laughs> um, well, I, I guess that's fine. Uh, but you know, if you game, break every third dish, you'll never be asked to do the dishes again. I, I, I was trying to get fired for the last 129 <laughs> episodes or what. I don't even know how long I've been here. Uh <laughs> But something that I was excited to see today, uh, the new Resident Evil movie trailer, uh, drawing some visuals from the original Resident Evil, specifically the foyer in the mansion and the zombie in the lab coat that you see pretty early on. Is this a live action movie? It is a live action movie. It is a reboot to the series. Is it going to be like sense. House of the Dead where they mix in video game stills? No, it does not appear so. I, and I, I nobody did people really do I I never watched that movie. Uh supposedly but this looks that's like, what happened. This looks like they're definitely pulling inspiration from the first two games in it. Uh if you had an opportunity to see the trailer, it it does look pretty good. Uh, I do appreciate that they're trying to go back and and call upon the video game as inspiration. Um, but we'll have to see how it goes. I know that the first Resident Evil, when it comes down to video game movies, was pretty good. The subsequent ones, I have a hard time They're with They're them. a journey. I mean, they, they are my Fast and Furious. <laughs> I, I think when it was like, we were sitting on that grody old couch... 
in college and trying to make it through Resident Evil maybe four. Oh man! And it, Alex was like, "Yeah, every time that they, every time we say that this movie sucks, we should just take a drink." I think we made it like fifteen minutes into the movie, and I was like, "Guys, we can't do this. Like, we might die today." <laughs> that sounds like an Alex party game. <laughs> I love this game. It's like playing um, the uh, trapped in the closet game. What's yeah? I, what's the it, trapped in the closet game? Have you seen Trapped in the Closet? The music video, the the hip opera, yeah. Uh, actually, that's been canceled. We cannot talk about that. Oh well, yeah, then. yeah, no, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Seg- segue to something else. Uh, so I just have a list of other things here that I wanted to bring up, and uh, I'll let Joel steal some of the announcements towards the end. Uh, I I was joking with the guys. Just remember that we have some video game homework that's due eventually. Codename Steam on the 3DS if you want to play it along with us. We are doing so now. We have a Halloween episode coming up for NPR of Illinois. We are playing Amnesia Dark Descent. Uh, You can expect that in the next couple of weeks. I think that it's definitely going to drop before Halloween. And then Extra Life News. Uh, Joel has a special announcement along with some lesser announcements. I'll let you figure out what you want to do with it. Sure. So uh, we are trying to reach hard to up our numbers from last year. I think we got in the 3,000 range mm-hmm. last year by the end of all of it. Our goal is, and it's a stretch goal, to hit $5,000. Uh, and as part of our effort, we've secured a Switch OLED, which is com- coming out this Friday as part of a giveaway. Time, uh, time works different now. So yes. it already came out, if you're listening to us. <laughs> But that said, here's the goal. If we can reach $5,000 and you're one of them who donated $10 or more, you will be entered into a drawing to win the Switch OLED. Uh, To be clear, you have to be a United States citizen or North America location. Uh, Shipping international is a nightmare, and we learned the hard way. Uh, I learned every day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) See, I avoided trying to learn too much of that stuff, and now I'm paying the price. (laughs) Literally. But all all things said, it's, uh, please, guys, make me pay up for this. I, I would love to see us being able to raffle that away and see that we made it to that goal. Uh, but besides that, I think we talked about it before. We got a ton of game codes to give away. Uh, I've got a pair of The Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword, Joy-Con for the Switch. Uh, so we do have some cool prizes and things if you participate, join. Tell all your friends. Uh, tell your coworkers. Uh Meet with HR to explain why you harassed your coworkers with our extra life <laughs> link. But I'll I'll just send my regular HR to our HR. They have an HR meeting. What's your regular that, HR? I don't know that I want to ask, but my my work I mean, HR, my here. day job HR. Oh, well. So HR has HR meetings about HR. Yes. I thought you meant like maybe you were going to get Alex to talk to the people at your work about why yes. they, oh. Our HR it's... to talk to my regular no, HR. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> and Alex is gone. 
by the time this episode drops, he won't even know that we've usurped the throne. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I didn't really write an outro for the news because I felt like I knocked it out of the park with that opening. <laughs> uh, unless you guys want to take a break, I think we could probably jump into the backlog. Let's, I'm good. Let's ride it out. We're yeah. riding high here. Okay, so... Uh, I guess we didn't leave. So here's the backlog blog where we play games that our kids demand us to enjoy. Facts. All right. Facts. Roblox me, Joel. All right. I, let's start with this. Do you know what Roblox is? I know uh, what the word is. <laughs> I, I think it's a know. game. I don't okay. know what a Roblox right. is. So, so settle in. Uh, this is going to be a minute. So Roblox is it's almost like a platform so you you sign up with a profile and username and email address and then you are sent to a menu and there's all sorts of things you can do but most kids start with is just a pile of these like games and and they're individual games that get launched in this platform that have different objectives so there's like actually like a shooter kind of game and there is a lot of like tycoon type games and uh also kind of like obstacle course games building games and they are all built by people who have profiles okay so the makers of roblox do not make any games as far as i know it is all user generated content and there is an application that you can download and open that is like the the design doc of how you make it. And, and most of it is most of it is kind of like pre-built assets that you can sort of place around and, and things. Some users will have made like assets, and if they give you permission to use it, you can also use theirs in your game. Uh, it is a fascinating piece of stuff all right so my question is how does how does the child find out about roblox uh friends friends there are toys at okay uh, like target and walmart too Uh, but then if there's toys okay so that that is an interesting question if there's toys and they didn't create any of the games that you play on it are these toys based on things that other people have created so or they're the preset assets that you were saying before. They're, they're preset assets. Oh, okay. So like the the way it works is that you have an avatar and character you play as. It looks like an oversized Lego character, mm-hmm. more or less. You know, they've got less sort of like mid frame, these sort of movie moving arms and legs, and then like a head that looks like it'd pop off if you pulled it too much. And have a generic like face and outfit. And you can upgrade and buy outfits with something called robux which is like their in in game currency that you uh, either buy in the website or buy gift cards at your store how many and, ro- uh, robux have you how, how many robux to a buck how many robux have i bought yes is that the question yes that's the question i couldn't me, make it to me cause... me personally i've paid for about 25 dollars of robux that's not bad uh, ha- have has santa Gotten the more Yes. Remember how at the beginning of the year you were like trying to rationalize if you get a game as a gift? 
But if it's your money that was used to spend well, it on well, well, in in fair in fairness, okay. uh, Santa visits not just my house but also Grandma and Grandpa's house. So more comes from Grandma and Grandpa's Santa than than my Santa. But uh, <laughs> that that said, that is that is what really makes the world go round in Roblox, uh, because basically in any game somebody's made you can find things to buy whether it's like upgrade these weapons uh buy this special hat um you know in the tycoon games you pay to speed up the costs of building things or to generate more money in the game and stuff like that and and it's it is crazy how ingrained that stuff is and the thing is like my son my older son he is starting to learn, like, the idea of, like, okay, I'm not going to get Robux from the store very much, and it's too long until Christmas. So he's, like, trying to think up schemes about how he can get free Robux. Wow. He has found the Doodle machine uh, lately. And so, number one, he's pulled up YouTube videos that claim that you can get free Robux on it. <sighs> And then asked me to go through the steps. Two, I've seen pieces of paper walking around near the desk where it's like he wrote down step by step of how to supposedly get free rope. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is yeah. So these are a weird economy that you've described. Yes, and I can't help but feel excited and mortified by the journey that your son has gone on. Honestly, like. <laughs> I, I get worried about children of a certain age and the Google machine. Hell, I get yes. worried about Alex with the Google machine. <laughs> but I I don't trust people on the internet. I think that's just you should have at least some some uh, rules. Yeah. So if he finds a way to make free Robux, good for him. Dude, dude it's it's not like. Let me give you one example he tried to have me do. So he says, hey, I, I found this way to get free Robux. And the instructions have him open the source code to the website he's on and change a value so that when you pay for the Robux of something, it goes to zero instead of the like million Robux it wants. <laughs> I was like, son, you're going to learn a lesson in uh, what's illegal and who is responsible for that illegal act. Yeah, well, that that and it's just changing the... the, mm. Changing that only changes the user interface. It's not going to actually change any of the stored values, let alone... uh, If if that worked, you deserve the money. (laughs) That's just bad. But he... But he doesn't know that, and I want to instill a sense of, like, in the real world when you're an adult, if you try to do this stuff, this is what happens, right? If you work uh, hard enough, you can swim in the Robux. <laughs> Robux millionaire. And that, so, it has become a real lesson for me about, like, how to toe a line between, like, letting him have what he wants with this game and trying to keep barriers up around this even with it having all these hooks to try to get you like deep into it uh it also 
is there's it's funny there are little like mannerisms in in the users too like any other game has an online community in their own lingo so when somebody dies they say i oofed <laughs> because <laughs> the, ter- the little character when he dies there's a little oof noise when and when they fall and they, they just break apart into pieces uh the kind of levels that are sort of the more obstacle courses they're called obbies why they're called obbies, I don't know. Well, obstacle, obbies. Well, I guess your brain connected the dots a lot quicker than mine. Much, right? much like most, uh, most of the children playing this game, I have ADHD. <laughs> oh, well, lean, in, lean into your strains, man. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I, uh, but, you know... The game itself, because I, I did actually bother to play some of it, despite all this talk. Like, it, it is a simple thing, but I can see why kids would get so easily roped into it. Because since it is that sort of user-generated uh, Super Mario Maker or Dreams kind of thing, it means that there's constantly new stuff being added. They don't have to wait too long until somebody's made the next hot thing. It rises to the top of the charts, and then everybody's sort of making that a communal event. So it's it's this crazy sub community of kids and i bet probably some adults based off of how detailed some of these games are uh that's cropped up and it's it's sort of like a sheltered area that most people don't see unless they have kids or they hear about and think like oh that's predatory (laughs) no i mean that's absolutely what's going on in my mind yeah yep yep And, and i'm mindful of that you know and try to keep your rail guards up it's just again it's it's towing that line between like i want you to have experiences but i also don't want you to be as online as i've been <laughs> yeah but eventually uh, you know they're gonna get into it so yeah did, did you know grade schoolers apparently have cell phones now i did uh yes my oldest has told me multiple times and is upset because everybody else has a cell phone and i don't even have mm-hmm. a tablet Mm-hmm. <laughs> back in yeah. back in our days, right? You just had oh, to hope don't... that people were home. <laughs> it wasn't like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm gonna hit you up with a text message," or like straight up. If I wanted okay. to hang out with Alex or Steve, I had to go home, use the landline to see if they were home, and I would probably end up talking to Steve's mom, and she would be like, "Greg, Steve isn't here," and I'd be like, "It's Eric." <laughs> Mrs. Dvorak. <laughs> I'll tell her that you called Greg. Oh. Yeah, or riding riding your bike to their house just to see if they're even there. Yeah. Pulling and up in your mention, car. When yeah. we did get text messages, they were like seven cents each. Mm-hmm. So so get this. My uh my dad begrudgingly got me and my sister's cell phones when I went to college because they knew they wouldn't be able to reach me at a landline then. And uh, my sister, late high school, they had that per cent, uh, per text charge, but you could also pay for like the unlimited text by that time. My dad not only didn't want unlimited text, he called Verizon and said, I want you to disable texting altogether on these Boss. Calls. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes. My sister was pissed. <laughs> It's expen- it was expensive back in the day. Well, yeah, it was. And it was. picture messages were a quarter each. Whoo, boy. That was when my yeah. in-laws subscribed to... Uh, my soon-to-be in-laws subscribed to unlimited texting. 
Uh, yeah, so I don't know how we got distracted with Roblox, but we did it again, guys. Um, much like the players of Roblox, I have much, ADHD. Yeah, much like <laughs> everybody else, we're completely off topic and out of control this week. Um, oh. I don't know, I feel like we've had a complete conversation. I don't know if we need to go to the last game this week. Yeah, we'll save it for another time when yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> no, no, it's okay, because I'm also working on a review. So, uh, as Alex likes to say, uh, a look at how the sausage is made. On our dock this week, we also have Ender Lilies that we, we plan to discuss. But, uh, like I said, I'm working on a review for it. Alec has also played quite a bit of it. Um, but I also want to... You know, tighten stuff, some stuff up and make sure that I, I have a, a more cohesive uh, understanding of what I'm going to say before I, I say it in the capes for this game. So we will uh, transition down to one last thing where we... Uh, Alex says it's so nice. One last thing to send us into the weekend and for it to sh- Yeah, start exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to send <laughs> you into the weekday and we're going to head into the weekend with these thoughts. Uh, I am Alex this week, so I guess I will go first. Uh, Cat Quest 2 was on sale for the Switch. I have done it. I have spent $7 on Cat Quest 2. Excellent. I have no regrets. For some reason, I thought you already bought that. No, I've been waiting. Waiting on bated breath. Joel? Uh, my my brain is fried from Roblox. <laughs> Just, I've, I've, been living, I've been living it so long, and that's probably why I was able to unload so much information here. Um, no, I, uh, I'm going out of town this weekend, and I'm looking forward to it, because all I'm bringing is my 3DS. And I'm gonna be really pitching away at that code name Steam. <laughs> that, that's what I'm gonna be doing when the kids are trying to fall asleep at nine. We've got like the news on in our television, and I'm just gonna tell you: if you get frustrated, swear into the pillow, because <laughs> it gets frustrating. Noted, <laughs> Alec. I, I'm really glad that we have pushed off video game homework because. I really need to charge my DS, and I am going to beat Metroid Dread this week. So you're really enjoying that, huh? Yes. Yes, I, I've gone through... I've actually... I'm at the last boss, but something feels incomplete. Dun, dun, I don't know. Dun, I have to go, back, and, have to go back through it again. Find something. Find yep. the secret hidden item that you need. I need to. I've got to find that secret boss, and it it specifically tells you in each area how many items you've got collected, and I don't like these low numbers. Is is it one of those things where you think it's like it's giving you a number, but there's some sort of uncounted secret thing that they're not accounting for in the numbers? I don't think so. I think a hundred percent is a hundred percent. You you know what I mean, like that. Though it'll say, like, you've gotten two out of two items, and then you find, like, a secret thing, and it'll say, like, three out of two items. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, thankfully, this actually, like, breaks things down into quadrants and stuff, and uh, will blink at you if there's a hidden item. Hmm. Yeah. 
All right. uh, this is backlog blog conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, yes. no, we're, we'll save we'll we're save the long form stuff for later. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll do it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv Super GG Radio where Alex and Beth are getting close to finishing No Straight Roads. I believe that they will do it in the next week or so. Uh, he's back on Monday, but I don't know that they'll have time. Yeah. Uh, Joel, do I sense a, a return to the Kingdom Hearts universe on Tuesdays? You know, I, I was playing Amnesia this week. Uh, You're almost done. I, I, good. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Uh, <laughs> I, I think. I think we might be due for that because Kelly wants to make sure we're doing something that isn't exclusive. Mm. <laughs> which, like, I miss doing something more coupley too. Because we had a couple. Skylanders months here and it's been a lot of fun going back to that so it might be worth picking up Chain of Memories right. and seeing where we go. Keep an eye out on Tuesdays and possibly Saturdays for a Return to Kingdom Hearts Thursdays. We normally do a podcast um, check us out. We're not that bad to look at and uh, we got some gears turning in the future maybe we'll start using some of those un, uh, unpaid vacation days possibly uh, we we got we got some stuff we need to talk about, uh, and if, hey, I don't I don't think it's eligible for FMLA. No, definitely not. I have to start taking off days during the week so I can do podcast stuff anyway. Uh, that's either here or there. Uh, if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes or the hot tub stream machine of your choice. Thanks for listening, guys. GG Joel. Good game. GG Alec. GG. Good night, everybody. Awesome.